You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com or you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. You can also find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp if you'd like to support us. Uh, we have a special VIP tier there, um, but I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, great show today. A shootout ensues as you're traveling through the forest. With blinding speed, enemy bandits on their horses approach you. You draw your revolver from the holster as a soft rain drizzles from the gray-tinted sky. Time seems to stand still as you unload two bullets into your foes. Kill shots right into the forehead. Your enemy's bodies go limp as they dangle from their panicking horses that flee. You breathe a soft sigh of relief, and your breath can be seen in the cold, misty air. Just then, you notice several more bandits rolling up over the hill. You go to shoot them when a notification pops up, startling you. You need to clean your weapon if you'd like to inflict damage. What? That's right. Cleaning rifles, gaining weight, brushing your horse, all that crazy shit in Red Dead Redemption got us thinking about realism in games for the topic of the show. Has it gone too far? Is it just right? Realism, particularly in regards to gameplay elements, uh, it's a broad but really interesting topic, I think, and very appropriate. Um, So that should be a really fun discussion with help from the at Swordchomp Instagram community. Uh, polls this week, so real you can taste them. <laughs> That's right. We polled you about what the best-looking console game ever is. It was Uncharted vs. Horizon vs. God of War vs. Red Dead 2, and we have your choice. The Golden Age of Fishing Games, that was another poll we did, Toy Story 4, and much, much more. It's going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen, but let's get to some intros. The crew you know and love. Up first, from Texas. Um, you know, we call him the Filipino Johnny Depp, but I mean, I, I, you guys have heard of the, the Dos Equis guy, right? The most interesting man in the world. Well, we are launching our own campaign here. The world's most apathetic man. That's right. The ad features fish vaping in a dark bar with two bored women at his side scrolling to their phones as he looks at the camera and says, I don't always vape, but when I do, uh, who cares? Fish is here. How you doing, Fish? Hey, what's up? It's me. The most <laughs> apathetic guy in the world. <laughs> world's yeah. apathetic? Yeah. That's a Te- correct response, I guess. <laughs> yeah, nah. I don't always vape, but nah, I don't care. World's most apathetic. I did realize that as I was writing that joke, though, it falls apart at the very notion that the line, I don't always vape, um, because we know that you always vape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you I just mean, told a that's a, that that commercial is totally lying. It's it fraudulent. Not stand up to scrutiny. No, it's a fraudulent commercial. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but that's okay. I'm still like to think of you as the world's most apathetic man. Um, so uh, yeah, glad you're here, fish. Uh, feeling good. Thanks. Got a nice, nice nicotine high going, stimulating the brain. Those apathetic uh, sensors. Always, always. All right. I like to hear. Um, glad you're here, Frish. So make sure you just just douse us with your apathy over the next hour or two, okay? All right. If you can be bothered. If you, 
<laughs> your responses have not been as apathetic as I would like them to be. Um, it's okay. Um, up next from Japan, Professor Layton joins us again. He wasn't here last week, so we missed him dearly. He is um, feeling spry and springy because he had a full night's rest, of course. Uh, how are you doing, Shay? I'm good. Um... I slept a healthy one hour last night, and wow. I'm ready to uh, do the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I um, I'm ready to show you guys the level of commitment I bring to this podcast on an almost weekly basis. <laughs> I, I, I love that tagline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very fairly apt. That's true. Well, we're glad. It's we're all, if people don't know because I like to let them in to sort of set the scene. It's hard to really paint that picture for people, but we're recording on a Saturday afternoon, which is really weird for us. Strange. Everyone's discombobulated. Fish was napping. Josh was late. Shay slept one hour. I had a big incident with my fucking wife today, and and we're podcasting at like five. And well, it's five my time on a Saturday, so is, shit's is weird. Is she different than your normal wife? Um, yeah, similar. Your fucking, wife. fucking wife. <laughs> similar. Very similar. Oh, okay. um, but uh, so yeah, it's kind of weird. But we're glad you're here, Shay. Shay actually, it's a true story. We had we bailed on the topic for this week, but for the first time in my entire life, Shay this week he actually threatened me. I'm gonna be honest with you because I love you, Morgan. If you bring Far Cry Five into that conversation, you're gonna be so sad and hurt and angry. I would re- not recommend it. Dropping, th- <laughs> dropping threats on, oh. man. That wasn't a threat. It was like a, it was like a friendly warning. <laughs> like, yeah. like you bring this here, yeah. you're you're gonna walk away much much more depressed about us uh-huh. and your situation than you previously were. Yeah. <sighs> like it's fine Maybe. to yawn, just not looking up under the outhouse. Like we're just we're trying to help you out. All right, all right. I like that. I like that uh, description there. It's not a threat. It's a friendly warning. All right. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, Josh, I I relate it more akin to like when you're taking the saddle off of your horse, and you're like setting it down on the ground really quick because you haven't to scratch an itch, and your horse starts taking a dump, mm-hmm. and you weren't paying attention, so you get shit on. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I I, I guess sure. You can follow that metaphor down the rabbit hole. Um, no, we, we scratched. It's funny. We scratched that the poor uh, rabbit. Under... <laughs> you just had to park the, park the horse there. Like... God, can you imagine that? Well, the horse... hole wasn't so wide. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. you, it's like a rabbit's hole and it's just getting like mounds of shit. Just <laughs> <dumped>. <laughs> uh, it's the shit hole. We already know how fish feels about all the rabbits. The stupid bunnies digging in the dirt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now they gotta dig through horse shit. Would, would that excite you more if they were digging through horse shit? That'd be exciting, actually. If, <laughs> if that was actually in the game, that would be that'd be something to watch. Yeah. All right, somebody out there, get your horse to shit on a bunny, please, and we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna say, "Get your shit together." Oh, there you go. Somebody out there, that's good. If you somebody out there, get your shit together. I like that. Um, any of you, just any. We really wish somebody. you would. <laughs> Somebody. Does anybody have their shit together? Um, 
Yeah, no, that's funny. We, we shelved our topic about underrated games for another week. But I will say this as a precursor, I would not bring up Far Cry on that show because I think that it's rated perfectly, Shay. I think it's rated perfectly where it is. I don't think it's underrated. Um, among you guys, maybe, but this is a small bubble that I live in, okay? You, the, in the general broad scope of things, it's probably rated just fine. So. True, you're fighting us world of haters. And world, mm-hmm. I mean three other guys. Mm-hmm. In your world, you're fighting us three haters. I actually, in, in typical fish fashion, what he'll normally do is he'll like something and then bail on it with true apathy. Um, but I, if, if I ever need to, I can go back and dig up those Far Cry shows, and I bet I can find about 30 sound bites where Fish was saying nothing but positive things about Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And how great it is seeing the rabbits in that game just dig around in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that was my favorite part. How did Far Cry 5 engage you for like a month, but Red Dead didn't engage you for more than a day? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Who knows? It, it still <laughs> felt like a month. You should have said, who cares? Yeah. He's, he's pretty cares? sure. It, it felt like he put the same amount of time into both games. Mm-hmm. One day in Red Dead does feel like a month in Far Cry, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... But yes, uh, so Shay Layton has returned to us on his one hour of sleep. But you know, they say sometimes your best thoughts come when you're in that delusional state of mind, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm fully expecting to talk about uh, animatronic turds and um, other, other things of that nature. Animatronic turds. That's not a phrase I ever thought I would hear. Um, <laughs> but it's got me thinking now. You got me thinking. Um, Anyways, uh, and lastly but surely not least, the rustler of Jimmy's, Joshua Fowler, is here. Um, and I will say, now I've turned into this weird sort of mock radio DJ, that an incredible typo turned into one of my favorite messages from Josh ever. Go fuck your slip. A fragrance for fish by Calvin Klein. <laughs> uh. I, did, I missed that. When did that did happen? You? <laughs> Morgan was telling Fish to go fuck himself and got a few no, letters in the wrong spot there. I, I think it was Fish telling me to go fuck myself, and he spelled yeah. it Was wrong. it Fish? Uh, I didn't remember which yeah. way it went, yeah, but it was, anyway. It was Fish. Yeah, it was Fish. Yeah. But... I didn't yeah. realize you sent a voice message. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just somehow those two letters mixed around made it really seem like it would be a fragrance. So... Go fuck your slip. A fragrance for fish. I can't Klein. <laughs> Josh really got that accent down. He's got that not, accent to be, down. not to be confused with the SpongeBob voice. Mm-hmm. No, like no, 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 no. He's got he's got that accent down. Uh, the Jimmy Rustler. See, Josh, you didn't even have to have an intro today. I yeah, just I could just I made play my your, own. You made your own. Mm-hmm. I'll just play it for you. Um, <laughs> Homemade. And of course, I'm uh, Morgan Barnes, General Mountain Time from Montana. And uh, it's funny because we're talking about realism in games and today's been pretty weird. It got me thinking like, I think Red Dead dropped the ball in one aspect because I just did a, without spoilers, I just did a section in Red Dead where I had to take uh, this woman on a date. And it was like a a nice, like sort of calm date sequence. It was very nice. It was pleasant, charming. Um, But, you know, as I learned today in real life, um, uh, my 
<laughs> your girlfriend or your, let's say your date would make you 40 minutes late to the movie you were trying to see. Uh, and then when you get there, you'd realize that you'd fucked up the time of the movie, which was my fault. And then uh, you ended up fighting and just canceling the movie and asking him for a refund and going to eat lunch instead. Because that's just the fucking crazy way that life works. So I think Red Dead really dropped the ball there. If they really want to get the realism down, they need to get the little details. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. What Whatever state they... they yeah. Anyway, the world of that game really does need to be set in general mountain time. <laughs> it's just a time. So time could just be totally perplexing. Um, I time yeah. already is perplexing in that game. That game. That game. Yeah. <laughs> Josh had mentioned at some point that when you sit down to play cards, time just seems to speed up like crazy, and that yeah. happened to me. I yeah. was like trying to clean the clean this table of um people in poker and like two days passed i was like what the hell is going on yeah <laughs> yeah i've sat down and played blackjack for like a month in that game a m- a month. Yeah. did yeah. your beard your grow in real time like, i'm fucking dying out here give me <laughs> some fucking food or something mm-hmm. and yeah no, i don't did know you... that's the voice of the horse but that's <laughs> give me on. some fucking food or something give is that adam sandler something i'm dying is i'm dying Sandler's? out here <laughs> hey i'm walking <laughs> Into this goddamn bar where the food's there because I need some fucking food. When you went in to play poker, you were clean shaven, but when you left, you were Grizzly <laughs> Adams. That's mm-hmm. what happened. My balls looked like a forest and my pockets were filled. Mm hmm. <laughs> yes. So your pockets were just overflowing with hair? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I meant with the, the protein chips and the money. But yeah, sure. He just shaves his bar, his balls. I can't talk. Can't, he shaves his balls in the bar and just puts it in his pocket. That's his strategy. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Just trimming the hedges. Uh, gotta trim those hedges. It's putting them um, in my slacks. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's gonna be a fun show. And like I said at the beginning, if you want to support us, donate us. We have our Patreon page, <gasps> Patreon.com/swordchomp. Um, all the people that donate to us on a regular basis, your donations. Please don't donate to us. us. Donate to us. Donate to us. Yes. Well, yeah. you can donate us if you want. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, no. you know. yeah, Fish really doesn't have any opinion about it. That's true. One way or the other. Well, whatever. Remember school. Don't donate us. Don't donate us. Eh. <laughs> it's I blame Final Fantasy VIII for this. Whenever he fell in love with Squall, and he, whatever. Man. Mm-hmm. He's all about romance when, when and whatever. You know, I think you're beautiful, but I don't know if we should be in a relationship. Well, I have a gun blade. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much that's the same. opening line um anyways yeah it's it's an interesting topic and i've heard i was actually weirdly enough i was listening to an ign podcast this week it was an older one but they were talking about the same thing but i think we can add a more interesting spin on it um i know when i started thinking about this something struck me in particular as well but uh shay you said you were doing a little Research, or you've been thinking about no, this is mostly in terms of gameplay elements because obviously realism in the form of like a cutscene or something you're watching doesn't really have that same level of effect. There's tons of games that are trying to look super uh, realistic. Um, 
but gameplay elements. That's that's the nature of this. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Shaman. You were saying you were thinking about this, doing some research. Where are you going yeah. with this one? Yeah. So like, like my first example of this whole like ordeal is like you think kind of think of. I relate like some aspects of games to real life, where basically some things really work and some things really don't. You know, like to make it in layman's terms, some things are good and some things are shit. And I think Tomb Raider was a perfect example of like when certain experiences go to shit, where things just don't work out, and it replicates that feeling of just, I'm I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> in, in all seriousness. <laughs> You're good. You held it together. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Actually, the first example I really thought of was um, when I was thinking about this is something like barring any sports games are just like straight Sims because mm-hmm. obviously those are going through realism. But something like L.A. Noir, where the facial animation actually came into effect with how you would conduct interrogations, mm. because because I mean that's kind of piggybacking off of graphics, but in it goes beyond that because that whole game is predicated on you doing those interrogations. And in order for that to be effective, they had to have that facial animation down because a big part of that is you're doubting people um, or you think they're telling the truth. And that's being based off of you looking at their facial animation. So I think that was kind of like one of the things that really led to where a lot of gaming is that now in terms of just graphics, but I think that Ellie Noir kind of gave a unique spin on how to, you know, like them improving those graphics, what they could do with it. And I wish it was something that was kind of more implemented in the game, you know, like the whole using advanced graphics nowadays to do things like interrogate people because it's not like games haven't really utilized that, but. I think it was definitely a precursor to better graphics, and they used an interesting uh, mechanic for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's, um, I you might not be able to get around to it this year, and that's fine, Shay. I know because time's running out on us. But Detroit, it didn't do that exactly. But I, I wonder what you'd think of it because Detroit was a game that focused a lot around facial expressions and choices and stuff like that to a degree but i think the interesting thing about la nor was is very important in that regard but ironically if i remember right this, that was a cool idea that didn't really work well because of how they handled the facial animations now it's been a long time but if i remember right it was an, an awesome idea but the actual execution of it was frustrating um yeah i don't think it was so much with the animations just the the overall the system they chose to let you interact with those interrogations was so awkward. Like, I'd, I'd pick an option, and it would say something completely different than what I wanted to say, which was, that was a common thing going on with yeah. basically every narrative game every at game, that point. Yeah, um, yeah that's and, and especially that's with point, L.A. Yeah. Noir, where, like, somebody would say something that was technically, technically right if you hold your mouth sideways or something, but but is not obviously the spirit of the question you asked and they're trying to get out of it and like you're you have options to call them on it but mm-hmm. like if it's not 100% false and you try to call them on it it just doesn't work in the game it's it's like yeah the systems were not nuanced enough to really let you interact with some of the stuff going on with the performances being given that's true that's true if it had been more nuanced maybe we'd see it more have been more of an impactful influence. 
but I still think it was to some degree influential because that mm-hmm. that facial animation kind of led to what we see nowadays um, for facial animation and gaming. And granted, yeah. again, that's graphics, but I mean, I think that that unique mechanic was inspiration for something very different. Um, that's why it can be. Thing. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that's why it can be a little disheartening sometimes that as much as I love Uncharted and and Naughty Dog, like Naughty Dog could make some really crazy off the wall. Like, can you imagine if Naughty Dog did a game like that or something like that? Because they got mm. the facial animation down to a goddamn science at this point. So that's true. Yeah, it'd be cool to see them branch out and maybe do something a little different one day. But they kind yeah. of have been leaning on their I'd like to see them do makers. something different again. Like it's been a while since they've really done a new IP. And I mean, granted, they've made a bunch of good stuff, so why leave a working formula? But I'd love to see. Well, I mean, I say that, but obviously, they, 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 did, they did The Last of Us, which is amazing. But, you know, like more like that. Like, it seems like your ideas are good. Like, keep coming up with new stuff. I, or like, like a side studio that does, like Bethesda does that. Or maybe that's mm-hmm. a weird example, but like, you have your main studio making your main games, and then you have, like, a, a side like studio. An experimental, using... yeah, yeah, small yeah, yeah. team or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Another one I thought of was a game that we actually played very recently, which was uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, Hmm. where it was just like, you know, a simple walking around the house and exploring these memories uh, in various different ways. It was a very, very simplistic idea. But um, the realism there is partially the narrative itself and just um, how the story kind of goes. but. Also, like, still forever, I'll remember the sequence uh, where, like, and it's the best way I think you could possibly capture that at this current time. Mm-hmm. The the um, factory, fish factory sequence yeah. where with one hand you're controlling a mundane job and the, the other hand you're controlling this um, fantastical imagination sequence, which yeah. is kind of like, that is the best way you can represent your mind thinking about and doing two things at once i think it was the best way you could go for realism in that regard just a lot of things in that game lended itself to realistic mechanics and i think that's part of why that game was so successful besides the you know the fact that you know we've talked about the narrative a plethora of times that Mm -hmm. game yeah i I, think it's another big one yeah if it felt like they're going excuse me more for like making the feelings realistic instead of like a standard way of telling stories. It was, it felt very much like going through a house and remembering the experiences there. Um, Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like a, a physical representation of unpackaging the memories in your mind Mm -hmm. and unpackaging the memories and, um, that other people had. You know, it was it was a physical manifestation of that. At the end of the day, you're you're going and you're reading all these diary entries, or you're remembering them, and it, it was a unique way of doing it. And it was, to me, uh, a different way that felt that still felt realistic. It, it's weird, like because mm. like it's like this fantastical way, but it's also this realistic way to me of doing it. You know. It went through this crazy, silly house, and then to read these diary and 
diary entries revealed who each character was as a person and as by, based off the choices that they made or didn't. And that made the everything in the game feel real and full of life. Mm. That you leave that house feeling like there there really has been generations of people who live there and it, that house actually itself is alive. You leave the game feeling that because of the, the realism that they kind of captured in the game. Which is well, I yeah, and like the, when that moment hits, you're still doing something mundane. You're you're doing a very mundane real life task. You're chopping fish to factory, but you're sort of daydreaming. And I think that's sort of like something that evokes a level of they're evoking a level of realism that I think people would relate to. So that, but you're it's in, interactive. It's not just completely cutscene driven. So, right, that's exactly it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, which which that's another thing. Like the way they handle it. I mean, you, you mentioned how it's it's the basic, basically the bit the best way they could in a video game, having you just kind of control things and you eventually kind of tune stuff out like you would in real life, um, which which is done really well because essentially, instead of trying to do it the cinematic way, let, let's do it like movies, like the way anyone else would do it. That scene in a film would have been. A wide shot slowly panning in to an ultra tight shot as the sound fades out. Any movie ever, they could have done that in a game while voiceover is telling you what happens. You're playing through it, and it's nothing like that. Um, they're, they're allowing you to like experience it instead of watching it. Um, and like that's that's something I think a lot of games miss. Like like let's let's make it a movie is an easy trap to fall into when a lot of times there are better ways to get the same thing across in a game. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I love that about the game. That it was our made. moment of the year. Moment of the year yeah. last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. The, on the Chompcast. For sure. Um, another, another big one is uh, The Witcher 3. Um, how each character in the world has its own personality. Um, I mean, it's not like 100% perfect. There are some characters in there that, you know, you just interact with and they're the typical jackass or something. But I think for the most part, any character you run into there feels like it has a personality, has a life. And I think that's really helped pioneer what we're seeing in, in games now, like Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. and potentially Cyberpunk 2077, which is also, you know, the same studio CJ. Or CD Project Red, and um, I think that's really gonna like that that system um, that Witcher Three has. You know, like games have always been leading up to that point. You know, where each character feels lively, and I'm not saying it's the first one, but I think on the scale that it did it, it's probably to date, well, before Red Dead Two had come out, to date the best game to have done it. Um, like that massive scale where every character feels like it has some form of life and it's it's going to it's going to push games further into that from here on out you know so like other games are going to look to witcher 3 as kind of like a template as a blueprint for that and i think that's yeah. i think that's a really important thing to mention and that's part of why the game is so beloved you know at the end of the day is 
they were able to capture capture to capture that system essentially. Yeah, for yeah. for an open world or for a much bigger world, I would say. But for games like Uncharted, where all the characters are very fleshed out and they're trying to tell a story through each character, um, I think I, I think I. I think I prefer more of like a more closer knit type of storytelling and characters fleshed out from um from that I guess because it it just it feels more cohesive in that regard but as far as like in an open world game like in Witcher 3 yeah I could see the validity in that argument of having each character that you come across actually being fully fleshed out than you know previous alliterations in bigger open world MMOs yeah. or whatever yeah, and I feel like that's a perfectly fair analysis. I mean, it depends on kind of like what experience you're going for in a game. If you want like this like microcosm of a world, like you just want this one snippet, then yeah, you're going to go for mm-hmm. something like Uncharted 4 that right. does so fucking well, which is why it was our game in 2016. But if you want if yeah. you want to just like immerse yourself in a world where everyone feels alive and you're not playing an MMO, Witcher 3 was, you know, the one to, like, really champion that in the past few years. I'm not saying it's the first one to mm-hmm. have done it. I'm not saying it's the best one to have done it at this point. But what I'm saying is, at the scale yeah. it did it, I think, until Red Dead 2 came out, it yeah. was the best game. Well, I think it put... Or the game to have best done it. Yeah, I think it put the focus in the right spot, because it was an open-world game. You're going to want to explore. You're going to want to meet all these people. The side quests in that game were better than the main story. It allows you to explore and meet all these people and make it feel more real because they have shit going on before you got there. Um, and it just, it did it really well. It did. It managed that. That that one part of it was amazing. Like, I, I'm, it's not my favorite game, but yeah, it did that very well. It's, it's not your favorite game? Mm-hmm. No way. Shocking. Get out of well, here! Mm-hmm. But, you're, but you're right, Josh. I mean, like, what, what that game did is what we're seeing in Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's. I think we're going to see even more so when they come out with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is obviously yeah. they mentioned in the trailer. That's going to be a big part of the game. Um, well, I'm, curi- I'm yeah, I'm excited for more games like that. I, I'm curious to see how it affects everything because I just one of the things I've noticed with Red Dead because people either love it or hate it because of the small things and things like Cyberpunk, which. I assume is going to be sort of a smaller like city area. It's not the kind of game you're going to see necessarily like wildlife and stuff like that, but they can still put a lot of detail into like all the apartments and 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 places like that. But I'm I'm curious to see how that transpires because I don't necessarily think Cyberpunk's supposed to be that big. From what I was reading on it, it seems like it's going to be a more intimate setting compared to a lot of games they like The Witcher Three, but like very detailed. Uh, and yeah. at the same time, Which it's I'm a lot of like. With. Like, really, I even if it was, like, a city the size of some of, like, the older GTA games, if you could, if the whole thing was fleshed out instead of just being a bunch of gray boxes, that would be a really cool experience. Yeah, Just to yeah, have, like, exactly. a single, because, yeah. like, like, like we were mentioning with L.A. Noir, you with that whole town to, to drive through and stuff, it, it felt kind of dead driving through it that town. Dead. Yeah, but, I forgot about that. But, that, like, if that yeah. small town, because, I mean, it, it's L.A., but it was, you know, LA in the past it was not as anywhere near as developed if like that sort of setting was fleshed out I think there's a lot 
I think there's a lot more to do with fleshing out a smaller area than just making the largest multi, like open world map you've like I don't feel like that's as big of a draw as it was for like the entire last generation like it's mm-hmm. the biggest world ever okay like I I feel like there's more interesting ways to tackle that well it just it depends if the world's big but dynamic and interesting I think it's fun I think the tricky part is a lot of games that size are not going to be able to put the time and the detail into it with with uh, you know for example, games like Red Dead and Far Cry, there is a lot of detail in that world, but there's also a lot of, like, land to sort of explore. So it's not like, like, when you look at L.A. Noire, for example, they had to make a city. So there's a lot of, like, yeah. empty buildings and houses and stuff, right? And it feels more fake. I think it doesn't mean that it's easier to make something like Red Dead or, or Far Cry by any means, but you don't have to, other than, like, St. Denise or something or some of the other, the cities in that game, you can also render a lot of countryside and stuff like that. So. Um, I just think they're different templates. You're just working like I don't think Cyberpunk will be better or worse than Red Dead. It's just going to be going for. It does something look like different. it's something different. Yeah, and that's I'm curious. I'm curious to see something different at this point. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think our industry in the past few years, open world game wise, has been kind of like on this divergent path, really. Because I remember when New Vegas came out and thinking how insanely big that fucking game was, um, and then for for its time. Now, now, no, but for its time. Yeah. And then I remember Bethesda said that, you know, they were going to make Fallout 4 a little bit smaller of a map, which it was considerably smaller compared to New Vegas. But there's going to be a lot more compacted into that. Yeah. And I think that worked to its benefit. Yeah. uh, A lot. You know, it was frustrating at first because, like, during that that era of gaming all we heard is bigger is better so that's what we wanted but once once they showed that they can still put that level of you know like that beauty and detail in there without making it this massive sprawling world with a bunch of emptiness especially in a game like fallout which is dreary most of the time it made a lot of sense and i think not because of just fallout but um, I think our industry has kind of moved to that recently, either that or something like Breath of the Wild and Red Dead 2, where it's just this insanely massive game. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't, you know, I can't really speak for Breath of the Wild too much, but like Morgan had said a few weeks ago, uh, Red Dead 2 handles it really well, how you hang out in one particular area of the map, and then as you progress in the story, go to the next chapter, you go to the next part of the map. So it always keeps a feeling fresh, even though it's a massive world. And um, it it introduces the, the scale of that game fairly well as a result. Yeah, it's sort of like, cold. it doesn't hold your hand, but it helps bring you along to different areas in a way that may, if you're overwhelmed by it, if you kind of follow the story, it'll kind of take you there. But I'm just curious to see, like, because I don't think a lot of games will copy Breath of the Wild, but and I don't know how many games will copy Red Dead, but there are things from those games people will take. We talked about this last week, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see what games like Cyberpunk and because one of the things I've always I remember even from Deus Ex um, when I used to play it as a kid, like you might go to some guy's apartment and investigate it or whatever, but I'd look around me and I'd be like, every other apartment in this fucking building doesn't exist. There's nothing in here, and like if they're able to achieve what they say they're going for in cyberpunk, which is like a living, breathing, smaller city, that could be 
Really cool. Um, but let, nice transition uh, as well, Josh, on this topic. Did you have anything that you were thinking of when we, um, as far as realism goes, that you wanted to touch on? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, as kind of the reason behind why I just, you instantly bounce off of Red Dead if you're just, if you don't have the time to put into it, is it, it is the realism. It is 100% the realism they're, they're going for. It's, everything is slow in the game. Um, if you loot a bunch of bodies, there's like a, you know, eight and a half minute animation while you check each corpse. Um, like there are animations for everything. If you want to look through a shop, you can either look through a physical catalog and have animations for every single page turn, mm-hmm. or you can pick stuff up off the shelf and there'll be an animation for him picking the item up. It's like, let's, let's make this as realistic as possible. And it slows everything down so much that if your attempt is to just burn through the game, it ain't going to happen. There's just, there's just too much slowing stuff down. And that's fine if you really want to get in the world and just invest in, you know, the whole experience and make it just feel like a real place. But it is a, it's a very specific design choice to make everything that realistic. And I feel like you have to know that going into it. Otherwise, it's right. just going to be jarring, jarring, jarring. Definitely. I, th- I, th- I feel like it's like the first time you play something like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder, where like there's so much initial time that you got to invest into getting into a world like one of those one of those tabletop games, you know, mm-hmm. like to learn all the rules to learn how to make a and build a character, all that stuff. It's very involved in the beginning. But once you get the hang of it, it's easy to, you know, pick it back up. Um, yeah and keep going with it. And I feel like this game has been a lot of the same because at the beginning, I really didn't like like Red Dead 2 um, because of that realism and just how how slow burn it is. But once I got the hang of everything, I have no problems with popping out of the game and then coming in, doing a quick mission, and then popping back out of it because I, I, I've, I spent the time to get that learning curve. And for me, I've, been, I've kind of enjoyed the slow burn because um due to the realism because it it allows me to relax in a game which is actually something i haven't done in a long time in a game like even though it's it it can be boring and mundane sitting there trotting on a horse um and just like trying to investigate animals in there but to me it's relaxing it's Mm -hmm. it's all what like morgan and some of the um other chompers earlier this year were talking about with no man's sky like investigating other planets and stuff like that and just mining yeah. it's it's relaxing for them and to me it's it's kind of similar for red dead um that yeah. realism for me kind of provides this comfort of uh just being able to do these mundane things and having control over that in the game nice yeah well it it forces you to slow down and once you realize that that's what you're getting into, it is. It, it can be a relaxing thing just to kind of sit down and, and know you're not going to accomplish anything during this hour you have to play the game. That's all right. Just kind of sit down and have some fun. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of critics and, and people I listen to on podcasts are one of the issues I see people running into. And I, I can imagine it if it's the stress of maybe working for uh, like some sort of uh, place you have to play a lot of new stuff is... 
you know, this is this game is kind of a, a blocker. It's like a time yeah. blocker. It's <laughs> I I spent an hour today just hunting a deer and I accidentally wandered into an area where there was a legendary fox uh, and I think I bought some stuff at the store and I enjoyed the hour thoroughly but I like that wouldn't that there wasn't a lot done there mm-hmm. um same with the other night I spent like three hours doing a lot but like it yeah you're right it's at its own pace but I think the stress if you're stressed about doing I guess that's a weird thing to say, though, because it's like, why would anyone go into a game just wanting to burn through a story? You know what I mean? Like, don't we always want to well, invest in the if the story is good enough, then, yeah, you want to see where it's going. But, like, I, I don't even feel like the story is a draw at all in this game. Like, it's fun to sit down and explore, kind of see what's going on. The characters are neat to get to know and stuff, but I really don't care where the story is going. I, and I, I, think, I think that kind of resembles a lot of sentiments about this game from other people is it's less about the story though i know a lot of people like the story myself included i think the bigger draw though is the realism for a lot of people just like yeah the the technical as morgan would put it the technical achievements of what this game has done um is a big draw for a lot of people and i can respect that and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what inspired this topic in the first place and like i i've been i've been looking at like you know a lot of stuff because like i wrote a lot more things down you know like for we don't need to go through all of them but for example just like a really quick list i like battlefield one environmental damage mm-hmm. uh, granted that isn't applicable to this game or no man's skies um adverse weather patterns when you're going from planet to planet and uh how that tries to resemble extreme environment environmental conditions on planets in in space in real life you know or, um, you know, like, for example, rock band and drums, like it's made it well known that I, you know, I learned to play real drums as a result of that game. Like all these these parts of realism, um, which whether we can apply it to real life or whether it mirrors real life is such a huge draw. And I think that's why Sims have been, you know, pop so popular over the years mm-hmm. is because um, it, it mirrors reality, but in a way, it gives you control over the the second reality that you're choosing to put your life into, or you're choosing to be a part of, I guess, with no consequence, no real consequence, you know? So, mm-hmm. in, in Red Dead 2, if I, you know, I choose to kill someone who badmouths me as I walk by, um, and I get gunned down by the by the law. There's no real consequence at the end of the day. I walk away from the game, nothing happens, you know, um, and yeah. that's that. Um, and or you know, another game like say in, you know, Minecraft. Should I choose to devote hours and hours to build something realistic in there? Because because even though it looks like a a dweeby block game, like people have created like actual music by using the mechanics in that game. Or they've yeah. created a game in the game, you know? And that is its own level of realism, um, mechanically. And yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting. I mean, like that that teaches you about coding in a way. Um, or, you know, building. And it's it's just interesting, like, especially with this game, how much realism is in there. Well, that's what spawned that's what spawned the joke was because I was I'm I I wasn't you know giving shit or fish shit for his opinion, but sort of like there was no admiration 
for the technical nature of this game. Like, I think the thing that held me through the beginning of the game when I when it was very slow was, and still to this point now where I'm at, every time I turn it on, I'm just like in awe. When I look at things as sort of like an analytical nerd, and I'm just like, I'm like in awe of the technical. We yeah. We've used technical achievement a lot, but just like. The animations, yeah, but, the weather, mm-hmm. the, all that stuff. Like, yeah. I just, every time I look at it, I'm like, how did they do this? Yeah, how all, did... all the individual pieces of this game are astounding. Like, I, I mentioned before about the sound design being just perfect. It's, it is great, great sound design. It lets you figure out what's around you just by listening to the game, and that's, it's so great. Like, a, a bunch of games have been working on that lately. And it's gotten better and better, and this game does it so well that you can be in the middle of a forest and tell where a chipmunk is within, you know, 100 yards around you. And, like, between that and, like you're saying, the animations, the animations in this game are great. They're, like, the the actual work going into it, whether or not it makes the game better is debatable because it, it does. It slows it down so much that everything you do takes so much time but it looks amazing. Like the people who who are in charge of all of that have done yeah. a great job. True. And speaking of sound design, we haven't even mentioned Hellblade mm. and the level of realism that was going for. But I mean, we've talked about that game. Yeah. Plenty of yeah. Time. So much. Yeah. So, yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's just an, like an admiration I think is just, is, is a big part of it. Now, like you said, it maybe all those pieces don't come together for you, but I guess that was part of why it was so yeah. like, dumbfounded i'm like how how can you not just be so blown away by it's like looking at a beautiful creation of art like it's just like how, how i i mean I'm, I'm i'm at a loss for words well almost, just you know kind I mean? of seeing where the seams are is kind of again like when you go for that level of realism the seams that that are things that wouldn't be an issue at all in other games are like the things that are just expected stand out in huge ways. Um, like I was mentioning all the realism. You have to look through a catalog in a shop. You have to walk through there and pick up the cans of beans you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you pick it up, it comes to your hand and is immediately replaced in the exact same spot by another can of beans. Um, like just stuff like that. It's like, it makes it, it's just, it's strange. Like no one would give a shit about that in another game. But like when they're going for this level of realism, like, you start to notice all the little things like that that, like, just kind of make it obvious that, okay, I'm not in a real world. Um, and that that sort of stuff is, you know, it's kind of necessary to make the game work. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just to go off on more of those examples, like, there was a... I come across a, a lady that was trapped underneath a horse, you know, and I lift up that horse and help her and get her out of there. And she was going to walk back to um, wherever she was coming from or wherever she was going. Um, and like, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of dangerous, you know, being without a horse, your horse just gave out on you, died on top of you. So uh, I asked her and to see if she needed a ride and sure enough like she needed a ride so i was like oh cool i could take her wherever and she gets on and like i go into town and i realize oh fuck i'm i got a bounty here i don't want to get shot up while this lady's on the horse so i stop by the fucking uh train station slash post office 
And I'm like, I, I leave the lady on the horse. I go inside, pay off my bounty. Come outside. The lady's already talking about leaving. She's like, uh, okay. Oh, I, I guess you're not going to take me anywhere. And she jumps off the horse and just starts running off. And I failed the mission. I couldn't stop her. I tried <laughs> I tried chasing her down and everything. And well, it's I not just really the a mission. mission. It's like a side thing. And there'll be yeah, side yeah. quests. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, yeah. you left the lady on the horse. That was very rude of you. Come on, be a gentleman here. It, in realism, <laughs> in realism, I would have been like, "Hey, I got to take some. Hold take on care a second, lady. Here. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, 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 it's like pulling up to a post Come office. on, hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that hungry. Lady would not, <laughs> I literally went in there for one minute, and the lady was like, "I'm just gonna hoof it back to my place." And I was like, She's "Okay, like, hey, I'm gonna walk here." <laughs> and at that point, you shot her and took her money. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I ran her down with my horse and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get back on this horse. And well, at that go. point, I, at that point, I felt like an abusive, you know, boyfriend just trying to get, yeah. get their girl back in the car. Oh, no yeah. wonder you don't like it. <laughs> it's uh, making you feel well like yeah. But yeah, like there's, there's a bunch of stuff like that, like little mechanics that are like the whole good or bad bar at the bottom of the screen. Like you'll be in a mission and if... If, like, you come across raiders who kill some people or whatnot, and you, you know, kill them to, to, you know, whatever, like, stop them from being bad guys, you can loot them. But if you accidentally loot the people they shot, you, all of a sudden, your, your goodness meter starts to dip because you're, you're looting these poor, innocent dead bodies that are just, they look the fucking same in this, you know, massive pile of raiders on the ground. You're like, ah, shit. Um, there's just there's stuff like that like uh one well, of the towns that a little weird yeah i don't know yeah I it's it's, it's just weird point. like i'm a deputy in one, in like the second second area that you go to um in in this 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 happened to me i was a deputy in this area and because of that i can't cause trouble in town i can't use any of my weapons or anything and i witness some guy shoot another guy and you'd think, as a deputy, hey, maybe I should pull up my lasso and hogtie this guy, take him to the jail. You can't do it. It won't let you because you're not allowed to cause trouble in town. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't swing a punch at him. You can't knock him out and carry him to jail. You can't interact with him at all. All you can do is let him run away because they have the system in place that you're supposed to be the good guy. And because of the way that system is so rigidly Im- implemented, it won't let you be the good guy. It's like there's just there's just weird stuff like that that just happens and kind of pulls you out of it. Yeah, but I still think those so. things are still tiny things in the grand well, they, scale. They like, are. It's just it's just one of those you, things I think that... Can't you go yeah. into a city with a bounty? I'm pretty sure I've gone back into cities with bounties and nothing happens. Um, I don't think I've ever been attacked or anything like that. You can, but I mean... Did you even... I, was, I didn't want any trouble with, you know... Uh, company on my horse. Well, you cover like, your yeah. face. Cover your face with a bandana, man. Come on. Mm. Eh, who cares? You're not, you're not thinking. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the lady couldn't wait one minute for me to pay fifteen dollars for a bounty. Mm. Man, she shouldn't how, have how, to. How, a fucking gentleman wouldn't. It's just. I just think that's more of a funny, goofy. I, I fucking. I saved her life. She would have died. She would have been eaten by wolves out there. You still <laughs> saved her. Trapped underneath the horse. You still saved her. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't get any credit for doing that little <laughs> side quest. What do you like mean? I do felt you I credit? felt empty. The whole thing was just like you're, you're looking mm-hmm. at the story. There was wrong. no resolve There's, to it. There was the no story, resolve to you're it. You're looking at that kind of I stuff. I think you got just, the best ending from the story is yeah, dropping her getting, off in the middle of, you know, nowhere and having her run 25 miles back that, to her that's house. That's what I'm saying. You're looking at like that's I guess she did, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm more forgiving to some of the threads in this game that you're talking about Josh because usually when it happens it's like comical. Yeah, like the, yeah, the story fish funny. described like, to me yeah. is humorous. I don't look mm-hmm. at it like, oh no, I fucked this game. Well, like, but uh, it's it's, just it's not like, the, so much it's that it's humorous, like it's horrible or anything. <laughs> it's just that like they're asking you to invest all this time into a real world, and it's not. It's not, and they could be asking a lot less of you in order to get eh, basically the same thing. Um, like it's it's just. It's it's stuff like that all over the place. Like you were mentioning well, I, poker before, still, how it seems yeah. to go. Time seems to go by so fast when you're doing that. It's because there are animations for everything. Like you have to sit and watch everybody's turn, and it's like, yeah, everything just I takes so long in the game. And I think that's fine. Like once you get used to it, yeah, go into fine. the game knowing you won't finish it this administration, and you're you're really gonna enjoy your time with it. See, that's that's where I draw the line, Josh. Mm-hmm. If I can't finish it within this uh, presidential administration, um, I'm just not going to put in the time. Hmm. You don't normally finish a game. You finish, what, one game per administration anyway, right, Fish? That's like your average, <laughs> isn't it? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I finished four games this year. That's your... I, I just feel like... You um, finished five this year, Fish. <laughs> yourself some credit. Maybe it's oh, a metaphor, you, Josh. You. They're trying to say... You know, when you're having fun, time flies. It's a metaphor they're going for. I, I guess, I get, I guess, is it's just an interesting thing to me to usually when I hear those stories. There's one like really funny, weird one that happened to me, but um, I can't tell you guys a story because it's just potentially spoilery for a There's random. Event. No such thing as spoilers in this game. There really well, isn't. Yeah, there isn't. There is. It's not. A, is it a big surprise where you're like, holy shit! I can't believe I saw that. If it's, it's not, it, then it's it doesn't matter. Like, I really wonder us. if John Marston's going to survive. Well, I don't know. I if you guys don't mind telling it, I'll tell you it. But it's up to you. Basically, it, it's not a story spoiler. It's a if Shay, you don't want to hear it, I will just save it for the end of the year show. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. Um. Like, well, there's little events in the world. This is the thing if you don't like the story fish that, that I find kind of, I always tell people is that there's tons of crap just happening in the world. If for some reason you don't like the story, you can just go do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, there's this guy that came up and he wanted to race me. So I raced him the first time and he was a fucking big asshole. He was like this white haired guy. Seemed like he had a really nice horse. He seemed like a big dick. He, pun- he like smacks his horse after you race it because like, he's pissed at it, right? Um, hmm. and I was like, what a dick. And I was like, but eh, whatever. And he took off, but I didn't really get anything from it. So I, I'm doing the legendary fishing quest and I find the legendary smallmouth bass. It was, it was a pretty cool quest. It was up by this dam and I'm carrying this giant bass around. I put it on my, my horse and I'm traveling in the rainstorm back and he comes up to me. He just came up to me. I know he's like, Hey, I remember you. I want a rematch. And he has this little talk with me. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I don't care. I have this fish on the back. But I'm like, I got time to race your ass again, motherfucker. Because I had this horse I really loved. It was this big, one of those big horses, like Bills with the weird, task, like fluffy feet. You know, the horses with the fluffy mm-hmm. feet? Cl- Clydesdale. He was, he was a big fucker. I don't know. It was a big fucker. They're, they're called Clydesdale. Um, oh, Shay. See, Shay's already hiding from my spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I wanted Shay to be part of this spoiler. Um, 
Anyway, so I race him back. I can't tell if he's listening or not. I race him back. <laughs> he doesn't believe you, Josh. I, I race him back to this the dam, which is ironically where I caught the fish, and I beat him again. I crushed him. Just crushed his ass, right? And I'm feeling cocky. He he rides up on his horse. And he starts cursing like, motherfucker, I spent all this money on you. And he starts going into his tirade like, this guy's a dick, right? He gets off of his horse, pulls out his gun, and shoots his own horse right in the fucking head. And, this is, and that part was startling enough, right? But here's the crazy part. His horse, it, the way he shot his horse and the way my horse was standing, he basically killed both of our horses at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I have video of it. It was a freak occurrence. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if the bullet went through his horse's head and into my horse's head, or if it was startled and in the dying process fell over and crushed my horse because it was a big clumpy mess of like disaster, right? And I get off my horse and I'm looking, and the whole thing was just crazy, right? Um, mm -hmm. And there's just like, there's, have you come across any of the Ku Klux Klan little joke things, Josh, that happened in the world? Yeah. Yeah, they. It's funny. Like, I've come across like several at this point, and the leader keeps on recruiting new guys. And yeah, and they're all it, idiots. They're all idiots, <laughs> they're all and they keep on accidentally yeah. killing themselves just by being fucking morons. And <laughs> every so time good. I make fun of the guy, and he then gets mad at me, gets in a fist fight, and I knock him out, and then he comes back with more idiots every time. Um, oh man, I killed him. So does that mean he's not going to come back? Cause I killed him. Yeah, I've I've like I've I've knocked him out like five times with like different uh. groups of idiots that he'll show up with. Um, that he'll yeah. But the the thing that drives me crazy about that horse thing was that I I got off my horse. I didn't realize it was dead at first. It was a, a chaotic mess, right? I thought it was just falling over. Mm -hmm. I look at the guy's horse and I'm like, dude, you killed your horse. What the fuck? And he's walking off. Um, he's. You, <sighs> did you beat the dead horse? I no I. I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, the yeah. the point well, is, at least, it, at least it got you off your high horse. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of little funny things. But I guess yeah, for a lot of those little Lucene things, I mostly find them comical. I, I will say one time I was I was these guys approached me that had a bounty on me, and there was a, t a turtle walked in the scene and I, you know how I'm obsessed with turtles right it walked right in the middle of us and they were yelling at me and they wanted to kill me and I was like no there's a turtle we do not fight over this turtle and I got off my horse and I was like trying to roll around the turtle and protect it and I was in this big shootout and um, I was trying to take a video and ended up dying because I was trying to take a video for you guys mm -hmm. and but like it was just there's just little <laughs> stupid things that happen again that I find really entertaining but anyways in summation I will say this because I wanted to have sort of this uh closing point as well uh, well not closing if you guys want to keep talking about it but um when i thought about realism i don't think that any of these developers really believe that they're going to be able to make us feel like we're in a real world and this might be slightly controversial and i, I don't mean it in that way but when i play a lot of these games even vr games um like something like red dead i look at it just from the form of satisfaction i'm going to give fish vaping as a good example okay this is this is my you can use this for anything in your whole life but i'll use fish as an example He's going to go to the store. He's going to carefully select his vape, right? He's going to get in his car. He's going to kind of look at the vape on the way home, think about it. He's going to load it up in his device. He's going to maybe do some maintenance on his little vaping rig that he has. He's very particular about it. Screw the top back on. Maybe he has to make sure the battery's charged. So he has to make sure he takes the battery out, charges it, 
puts it back in, makes sure it's good to go. And when he finally is able to put that vape lid to his mouth, his little beautiful little fishy lips, and he puffs it, it's twice as satisfying because he went through the process. Maybe it's like a night of shopping. You go take your kids, you take them out of the car. Like all these things that are supposed to be realism, I don't think they're necessarily going for realism. My thought on this is that games are trying to simulate the process of satisfaction. Whenever you do all of these things, when I go out in Red Dead for three hours, I have to slowly hunt the animal, put the pelt on my horse, ride to the next destination or mini quest. Maybe, maybe I camp out for the night. It starts raining. I encounter some bait, like whatever. I clean my gun because it's stuck. So I sit there and clean it for 30 seconds and it's all shiny and new and I feel good about it. When I'm done, I have a feeling of gratification that, that a game cannot give me if it's just like, go kill this animal, a check mark appears on my map, I'm done. You know what I mean? There is a, there is a slow, it's like foreplay. It's like all, it's like a, it's, there's a slow, and I hate foreplay, so this is going to sound weird, but it's a slow gratification uh, and, and a feeling of satisfaction. And I, a lot of games can't pull that off. And I think that is what, I think they're going, they're emulating the process of real life events to create the feeling of satisfaction as opposed to what I think is hyper-realism, because I don't think anyone's going to play a game and feel like they're in a real world. But that's that's my take on it. I, right. I don't agree with you on that. And the reason why is, if game developers weren't going for realism, VR wouldn't exist, first off. I mean, that's the whole point of VR, is to immerse you into a world. Whether it's fic- like a fictional world or a, real, more, a more realistic-based world, the whole point of that is to immerse you into a game. Um, Bingo. You just said it. Immersion. Immersion and realism are not the same thing. To immerse you into the realism. Yeah. No, you said, no, immersion. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eh, immersion. You, yeah. We, you can't. It, no, I'm no, saying you're yeah, 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 in the yeah, sense can, fashion. This is my definition and you're going to listen. Okay? So what I'm saying is. It doesn't matter if it's fictitious or a realistic world. You want to be immersed into that. And the only way you're going to be immersed into that is if it is based on some level of realism. And how I'm not going to be immersed in a world where I'm playing as a, a slug mo- moving about and doing these r- ridiculous anthropomorphic things. Like there's no level of realism there. I'm not going to be invested into that game. But how, however, something like a game that you actually liked on the VR system, Resident Evil 7, which on the VR, a lot of that game is predicated on a level of realism. You're walking slowly through a a swamp in the in the bayou. That that is a level of realism. You are looking around and you are picking stuff up to investigate it. That is a level of realism. You yourself said Resident Evil 7 on the VR changed your life when you when you played it because of that level of immersion and part of that came as a result of the realism that it was throwing into that game that's that was the big difference there but so, do you remember the quote that i said the quote that i said about that was very specifically no, I, don't, I, I, I don't even remember what i ate I, last night so i don't remember your quote that's fine you, um you should remember her name shay oh <laughs> <laughs> Zambo. That's that's oh, wow. just common courtesy. <laughs> wow. wow. He's wow. Fa- taken back by that one. Yeah. 
I'm glad you think so highly of me, Josh. But um. I, I, I agree. I agree with part partly what I do agree with. I shouldn't say I don't agree. I mostly don't agree. What I do agree with is I think that game developers and game creators, same thing, are trying to create that level of satisfaction. Um, that's I mean that's what loot is about, um, primarily. So. Yeah, of course they they want that satisfaction to be there. There's there's like an addictive part of our brain, um, or even just like a psychological aspect of it, where that that you know that um, level of dopamine is activated or serotonin is activated, whatever. Um, I can't remember which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's dopamine. But anyways, um, it's activated when you do something, when you complete something in a game, and that is a byproduct of the realism. So I think, yeah, they're still going for that level of realism because it it sucks us into that game or that experience a lot more. If something's well, realistic, we become more invested. I think the, as a general consensus, not always, but as a general consensus. And the byproduct of that is that satisfaction. So do I think they're strictly going for satisfaction? No. Do I... Do I think they're going for it? Yes. But I think they're going for it as a result of the realism that they've infused into the game. You don't have that realism, you're not going to have that ultimate satisfaction that you get from a game like Red Dead. Well, you can and, get it without it. Like, all you need is a consistent set of rules, which is the like what we were talking about kind of last week to some extent. As long as, as long as it's consistent, you can be immersed in it. As long as it, like, you, just, you need the world... You need the world to react the way it should react. And that doesn't have to be realistically as long as it's the way you can figure out and depend on. Um, I mean, you mentioned Minecraft before. Minecraft has an extremely predictable set of rules once you learn them. It, it allows you to plan ahead and, you know, accomplish what you set out to as long as, you know things don't get in the way and, and mess you up. And that can allow you to be extremely immersed in something like that, even if it's, you know, playing Legos on, you know, a world the scale of the sun. Um, yeah, well, th that's what, before Josh made his joke, I didn't get to say what I was going to say, which is fine. I know Josh's joke got sidetracked, and then Shay was trying to bury me again there, which is fine, because I think we disagree, but I think I can explain it in a way that would make sense to people. And that is, I've always said with Resident Evil 7, I don't feel like I'm in a real world. I've said, I said this several times. I feel like I'm really inside a fake world. I feel like I'm really in a fake... It looks fake mm -hmm. as hell. Everything inside that world yeah. looks fake. There's no... Yeah, after there's, <laughs> after so, having played v PSVR with, with Morgan, there, there's no convincing yourself you're in a real place there. The, the fidelity is so low. It's like... You're in a very, very real N64 game. Well, um, well, that's not true. Well, okay, you almost had me, Josh. I was almost about to agree with you, and then you had to drop the N64 thing. Um, but to, to that point, with immersion, something like Astrobot that I've been playing lately with my daughter, it, with VR, everything in VR is incredibly immersive, but it can be very cartoony. So you can still have immersion without realism, and I think that games like that prove it. Um, otherwise, you'd basically be saying that you could never play anything in VR that wasn't realistic and feel immersed to your point. No, so maybe I didn't explain that well enough. Like you can still have 
immersion in things that aren't realistic. But I also think if we use recently, like if you look at our history recently of the games that we have chosen as our best game and our most memorable moments, Mm -hmm. you look at the games and they've consistently been more realistic games than than not. You look what we picked for 2016, Uncharted 4. A lot of that was highly dependent on realism, whether it was graphical or it was mechanical. Um, that was a big thing. Yeah. Or narrative. What remains, Edith like, Finch, yeah. Hellblade. Um, this game right now we're talking about, because I guarantee it's going to come up at the end of the year uh, for Game of the Year talk. Um, a lot of these games are realistic, or they have realistic aspects to them mm-hmm. that are kind of forward thinking, that are pushing the envelope in terms of realism and that i think as a consistent basis for us if we look at it as like a case study it's been consistent that games with more realism generally draw the four of us in more not always but i think generally i don't don't know about that except for (laughs) that's kind of a tricky one i mean other than like the narrative side of it which yeah like think people need to feel real and like even if I'm trying to think how to explain this, um, for example, Red Dead is realistic to a fault, as as far as what what it's going for, not not like the actual experience, but what it's going for. It is if there's a decision to be made where we could make something better gameplay wise, better pacing wise, or more realistic the answer they chose is more realistic um and i think that it in a lot of ways it 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 proves that just more realistic is not it's not the way to go to make something you know the best game ever it it's no. it's absolutely something that you need to be able to latch onto a world and i like this is something I've noticed in Red Dead a lot. Um, there are characters I hate in this game. Not because they feel shallow or, like, I don't care about them at all, but, like, they're people. Like, everyone around the camp, I feel like, has their own personality, their their own shit going on, and I am largely tangential to it. Like, a lot of the characters just go on, do their own thing around you, but they feel like real people. Uh, a lot of people in towns are the same way. Like, just there's there's stuff going on that has nothing to do with you, and that's that's really cool. Um, but I mean, like, like going back to my original point, it it does not make for a game that is user friendly at all. It's it's asking it's asking so much of you in order to get get anything back out of it. And I think that's fine. I think it's I think it's absolutely fine. But it's not something that should be like the gold standard of every game needs to do this, because that would be an absolute nightmare. I would like to finish some games, and if every but game was is, like there this, there isn't gold standards though. I mean, there is no game that does necessarily this is the gold standard. Other than if you're well, it's because it's doing like, different things, and that's yeah, fine. That's what I'm saying. They're I, all, but everything's I, doing a different thing. I don't even know why that I comes think up thing, that people say it's yeah. slow. Like it's intentionally trying to be slow 
it's not too slow. That's it what it wants to be. It comes up you as slow like because that. it's extremely slow. It's slower if than it needs like to be. If you don't like that, that no, 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 that's it's, wrong. That's wrong. It's, it's not as slow wrong. It's, as it they needs could to definitely be. speed things up, and you could tell ways that they have. Every time you walk over a gun, it automatically picks up all the ammo in it. You don't have to go through and pull every single bullet out of a gun. You walk over it, and it picks it up. You get ammo it, automatically because it, it would be intolerable. To check everybody and again, that, but if you, you don't, don't like get, it, that's like, fine. It, but, but, but it's, it's just, obvious that it, they've made these shortcuts when they know, okay, we've taken it a step too far. But they've they've chosen where it's at, and it's not perfect. They could have dialed it back a step or two more. It still would have felt extremely realistic. It wouldn't have taken anything away from the game, and it would have drastically helped the pacing. I think what I, you're saying, I, uh, I I disagree. They dialed it back just enough to make it a balance, a perfect I mean, balance. For Again, another example here, you can skip all the shuffling and dealing of cards in poker games. Like between every yeah. hand, they'll let you skip that because they know it's the same thing every time you're going to get bored, let people skip it. While a round's going on, they don't let you skip it. Like it's it's just they've they've made little concessions here and there because they realize we've taken this too far, but it's, it's like they're just, they're just, they're not, I don't feel like they're objective enough to know when some things are still just really slowing the pacing down. I, I just, I don't think I entirely agree with that. I don't disagree with it, but I also don't entirely agree with it yeah. either. Because I get what you're saying, like they made some concessions. I don't think they made that because they're saying, oh, we went too far. Let's dial it back. I think they said, let's not take it too far. Yes, I agree with and that. I, the concessions are to keep it at balance. Right. And I, I don't think it's a perfect balance. I don't think any a game will ever achieve a perfect balance. But I think it mostly achieves that balance. Like, there are some things. Like, yeah, it's close. Josh had mentioned earlier, and I had mentioned weeks ago about the picking up the ammo. Um, off looting it off of twenty plus bodies, uh, especially like when you think about. I, I guess it makes sense. I mean, in terms of a realistic standpoint, um, funnily enough, like if you're trying to loot twenty bodies and then the law just got alerted, um, like the the risk reward factor of it. But I don't feel like the game is so slow paced that you can't enjoy it because I feel like. If you want, you can just do all the main mission stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not you just strictly run through the game. There is still some level of tedium in, involved in that that yeah. that whole mundane aspect, but that's that's a part of life. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I get that some people don't want to do that. Like the, the the story isn't interesting enough for them. So do they want to sit there trot on a horse halfway across the map, they do a mission to trot back to camp, get another mission to trot back half across yeah. the map again for a story that they don't like well yeah so I, 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 I feel that. like yeah, i feel yeah. like that's where the issue is i feel like it's in the story because like you'll start at camp like all the missions basically start at camp and not all of them but a vast majority of them start at camp and you will yeah. trek your way for 10 minutes listening to conversations which are which it's cool like the conversations are good i was already I was talking about how the character development is so good but it's a lot of time investment because of the way they handle that um, and then also when you're in those story missions, you kill a lot more guys. So you do a lot more looting. So you see the exact same animation over and over and over and over again while you're in the story missions. It's like, 
because the story missions are so much more dense than the rest of the game, it makes the flaws stand out a whole lot more. And it's it a lot of them aren't even flaws until you get to those story missions. Well, like even like the thing like looting though, you if you have a decent amount of ammo on you, like I almost never loot now because well, no, I'm that's, fairly stocked. Up. That's what you I was just what saying. I mean? You don't need to loot for ammo. You walk over the body, it picks the ammo up. It's for money. If you want to pick up anything they're carrying, if they've got food or valuables on them, you have to loot them for that. You don't have to. You can if you no, want. You, can you have to loot the them system. for that. That is literally what I just fucking said. No, you don't have. No, you're not listening, Josh. I'm saying you don't have for to that. Loot it. For that, you, there was literally a qualifier at the end of that sentence that said for that. That's so not if what you I'm want that's that, you have to loot them. It, but that's the thing. If you don't want, if you think it's too slow, you won't loot for that. And a lot of this stuff you can just buy at the store. If I want most of that stuff, I'll walk in the store, I'll buy the chewing tobacco or the food, and I'm stocked up and ready to go. That's mm-hmm. That stuff is there if you're in, like, a tough spot, and you, and you want to get the feeling of scavenging. So it's it's all relative to your situation. That's why it, it doesn't really conflict with me too much. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and, and like well, you said, it's not necessary at the end of the game, but at the beginning of the game it is. Because you have zero money at the beginning of the game, and like a couple chapters in you have more money than you can ever spend so it's just well, it, I it I ramps don't. up like to insane levels if you if you kill a lot of people and you set the bounties off you'd be paying a lot of money i'll tell you that um i've been paying i went i go to those well, train yeah, stations yeah I bounties like are extremely expensive and, you can you can rack up thousands of dollars in bounties in fairly horses. easily i spent i spent 500 dollars on a nice horse last night and i really need it but thought it was a cool thing to do so <laughs> um expensive guns and stuff yeah, the money will it might go quicker than you think but um i think this game is kind of counterintuitive to the generation we live in though which is the you know i don't have any free time and i want to play on my phone generation so i'm interesting i'm interested to see now like fish is a perfect example he can't be bothered to do anything like there's too much work in this game fish doesn't want to put any work into anything so i mean like this is like a nightmare for him you know i and and that's, that's not true. I put a lot of work into Monster Hunter. And you want to know why? It's because that game is great. The gameplay in that game is great. I was going to say it's because you're still Odd, stuck oddly in enough, 2002. Monster Hunter is another game that has dialed it back with the animations and the let's make everything a process, which is one of the reasons that this... Yeah, like the game has become much more accessible. You've heard a lot more people talking about it, is because they have dialed it back. Like they they used to have right, animations I, for picking up all the crap. Like everything everything was slower. Yeah, in the older they're go, games, they're go, and they're going for something different, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I actually think Monster Hunter would be probably more interesting to me if it was a little. I think they could speed it up more even more. Down. Well, they, well, it would be more interesting to you slower. I, Did you not if, play every game before that? Because they were all slower. Well, think about the hunt. The uh, Killing any of the animals in Red Dead to me is ten times more satisfying than killing anything in Monster Hunter. Anything. Oh, my God. It's that's because just, you have to ugh, slowly track why? the animal. The hunting in Red Dead is exceptional. You have to slowly track the animal. There's a nice pacing to Like, in, in Monster Hunter, you just you wander track around them and the, you, you track something them like a... No, you don't wander around. You know exactly where they're at in the environment. Oh, that's exciting. You know exactly where it's at. Well, it... No, you don't know exactly. After where you found right. them the you first actually, time, I'm just fish, saying that fish in the end game knows where they are at this point. Yeah, at that point. Look, yeah, I'm, I'm, this, I don't want to make game, this as you an fi- ins- you find their tracks, just like in Red Dead Redemption. 
And then you go off that clue and your little firefly things point you towards the next uh, area where they have a scent of that animal. And that's what you go off of. You do the same thing in Red Dead Redemption where you use that eagle vision or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. And you're following a little fucking made up trail. Yeah. It's the same thing that you're tracking those animals. Except in Monster Hunter, it's a lot more immersive in the fact that you're more taking immersive? all these... More yes, immersive in Monster Hunter? In the fact that it's a fantasy. Like all these all these creatures are fantasy based, but they're they're big hunts. Like these monsters are twenty times the size of you. So they're not gonna fall down with a single gunshot or a single bow uh arrow. The uh, ways so... that the enemies in Monster Hunter react to their environment, like the way they move around and jump around, it's it's like a game out of like 2002, man. It's just clunky. It's clunky. No. It's not smooth and polished. That, yeah, well, that, yeah. Seeing it's not like trying an engine to be. It's not trying seeing, to be there. No, it is. Because you're, you're, as you're fighting these, uh, these big monsters, like you're literally cutting off their tails and cutting away an advantage that they have against you in battle. Like, usually the tail, the tail swipe of any of these big monsters that you fight in monster hunter worlds is 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 a pain and it usually takes a lot of your health away if you get swiped by it and using that strategy to actually cut away different parts of the monster as you're fighting them gives you a tactical advantage against them which yeah. i find more immersive than just you know yeah, I, tracking I do. down a rabbit and shooting it in the head like yeah that is the funniest thing about hunting, hunting in rabbits? red dead you should hunt that... different things I still think that's hilarious in Red Dead how, the yeah, to hunt the animals in the air, you have to headshot them because you need to kill them. Like, it's so funny. Let's make this as realistic as possible. The only way to hunt stuff in Red Dead is to headshot them. Like, I still think that's hilarious. Like, I'm, you don't have to. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is that, like, it would be interesting if Monster Hunter had that level of hyper-realism, but they're going for a different thing. It's more arcadey. It's It's going for a different kind of feeling, but it's ironic because yeah. that game is all about hunting monsters and, you know, you eat the food, you make them and stuff, but it doesn't feel anywhere near as immersive as something like Red Dead. Why is that? Because they haven't put the detail into the animations and the movement and the combat. You need this, yeah, it's time for you to shut up about things you don't know about. Monster Hunter play, has had some of the best of... animations in the industry for the last decade. Are you on drugs? You played like three hours of this Monster no, Hunter. No, all Monster, Monster Hunters. Hunter world. All Monster, Monster Hunters world. have had extremely good animation. Like, that's their whole shtick. Like, the animation, like, animation-focused combat has been, like, their thing until, you know, people realized they could do that for adventure games and stuff, and the Soul series has kind of taken it back. Like, let's make this hyper, you know, animation-focused, risk-reward type combat in something that you're not just grinding monsters. Which... It's based around animation, but it doesn't mean the animations are good. It's just based around the idea that you're waiting for tells and enemies and, like, the character moves in sort of like a very... Um... Yeah, but that that's fun to actually see the animation go off like as a as a gameplay mechanic yeah they're extremely you know, good animations yeah they, they telegraph their animations to where like a seasoned player knows exactly what to do but 
uh, as you come across like a, a monster for the first time, you don't know exactly what they're going to do, what kind of moveset they have. So it's kind of a challenge in that regard where you you figure out what's all their, what all attacks they could do. And that's, that's a lot more fun to actually uh, kind of conquer in a game is finding out as a player how to uh, adjust to all these different attacks so that you can actually get your attacks in on these monsters. Um, Whereas, like, and, and yeah, that it, it is a fantasy type of game. Like, these are monsters that don't exist, and but it's still based in like a realistic way and more immersive way in the fact that, yeah, these people are taking down monsters 20 times their size. But if people could do that, this is the way that they do it. And I find that sort of immersive in that regard. Whereas, like, shooting yeah. a deer well, with a bow and arrow yeah, in mean, its head, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's immersive, but is that fun? Well, but again, is that fun shooting a deer? Again, though, like that's that's not how you hunt. Like, you go for a heart shot oh. because you're gonna do the most damage, the most reliable, and then you chase them down. You track them down as they bleed out. Mm-hmm. And I really wish that was a thing in this game. Like, and it it can happen, but it happens so unregularly. Like it's just it's not the main method of hunting in this game, and it just yeah. it seems strange. It seems really strange that, you know, it would be much more interesting to have you know an animal run off after it gets shot, and you actually have to track it down. But yeah, anyway, see like blood splatter on like a mm-hmm. bush or something, and be like, oh, he went this way. Yeah, like that sort like, of thing yeah, could that, be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah, but anyway. That's what they do in Monster Hunter too. Like, I mean, you could track them down as they're running away from you, so you could eventually kill them. So, I still can't believe you brought a Monster Hunter in the same breath as Red Dead. I uh, purged that. <laughs> the immersion in that in in its gameplay is what I enjoy about Monster Hunter. Um. Well, on that note, we want to get to some comments here from our uh, amazing Instagram community. At Sword Chomp, we were basically asking how they felt about Realism Games, which is, as you can tell, quite the uh, hot-button topic that some people just don't want it in their games. And I get that, but that doesn't make it bad. Um, but we're going to see what they thought. What did our community think about this? Uh, so, we've got a couple comments here to scroll through, and if you guys want to chime in on any of these, feel free. Alome and Elo said... Um, I was always someone that liked to role-playing games. Like in Breath of the Wild, I love to pretend to just live in the villages and hunt and stuff. Which is something I was trying to say, but mm. I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Was that a lot of Red Dead is kind of role-playing, but that's another yeah. topic for another. You're, you're role-playing as a, as a cowboy, and if you get into that, it's pretty fun. But anyways, the rest of this comment, I think realism in games adds more elements for replayability in the sense of role-playing. So role-playing is something we hadn't really brought up. But um, good comment from Loman underscore Elo basically saying that realism sort of plays into the idea of role-playing a character or a situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we all agree then, I guess. Yeah. Well, if, yeah, if you buy into the fantasy, then, yeah, of course, like, all, if that fantasy is well-made, like, if all the different parameters of all the different stuff that you could do in that game is set in a way that makes sense to you in that fantasy. You immediately buy it as the the laws of that game, and whenever those laws are set, like that's something that you can 
kind of wrap your head around. Like in Zelda Breath of the Wild, like you you realize whenever you're fighting a guardian and you cut off its legs, like you you put it at a disadvantage no. and it gives you an advantage against it. And certain things like that, like you bought fighting a guardian, yeah, that's fucking absurd. But it in the laws of you know that fantasy, it, it brings you into that world more of what you can do to certain enemies. Yeah. I think the Guardians are... A, a lot of people talk about the... Uh, um, completely blanking now. Essentially Minotaurs, but they've got their own name in Zelda, and I'm completely blanking now. But a lot of people talk about about them being some of the best enemies in the game. But I really feel like the Guardians are kind of the, the best example of how the combat in that game works because they're an extremely sharp edge. Up until the end of the game, they can just demolish you with a couple hits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, they can, they can almost one-shot you for most of the game, and then it's basically a two-shot as you go. But they are also one of the enemies that's the most exploitable once you learn, you know, how their AI works, what, you know, like, and, and that, that sort of... And that's, that's the sort of, like... Yeah. The rule set needs to be consistent enough for you to, you know, tackle those sort of problems. And it, it, that that enemy specifically, I feel like it, I feel like, really kind of encompasses that, encompasses that the most in that game. Um, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think role playing is an interesting and important angle when it comes to this sort of stuff. So, um. All underscore city underscore comfy bold said realism in <clears throat> realism in games is almost always 100% broken. Sounds like Josh here. Why make a game realistic? Cleaning guns, food, looking after the homestead, etc. If all you're going to do is have a magically healing protagonist who has no emotional connection or response to the characters he's murdering. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I agree. Yeah, of course you would. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. I do think it's funny how, like, there are a couple moments in camp where if you're trying to play as a good character, but you accidentally kill someone, where, like, it'll give you a prompt in camp to talk to somebody about your emotions, and somehow this hardened hardened Arthur Morgan will sit down with them and talk to them about how he feels so guilty for being a piece of shit. And it's it feels so odd. Like I mostly get the character, but those moments feel so out of character. And and I kind of th- th- those couple little moments kind of make me agree with that <laughs> that sentiment. It is called it is yeah. called Red Dead Redemption. He's mm-hmm. going to you know, re- and uh, I think you know it's interesting to see how the character changes over time. I'll just say that. Yeah. It's not called Red Dead Assholes. It's called Red Dead Redemption. Redemption, fish. There's still hope for you. Well, to be mm, fair, that no. other name was already taken. So, they really, Red Dead Asshole. Yeah, that's a whole different game. Yeah, it's, it was. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> worth the the you know the litigation in order to allow them to make that game. What what story mission did you stop at, fish? I was just curious. I'm sorry, I forgot to ask this. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I was yeah. I was doing a bunch of stupid side missions mm-hmm. of like saving the reverend who was drunk and I played a hand of poker. Um 
You know what really upsets me though? Like, whenever you punch out a guy and who clearly has your money that was loaned to him and he's not paying up, you punch him out, he's knocked out dead, you loot him, and some innocent bystander's like, holy shit, I'm telling the fucking lawman on you. And he just starts running off. There's nothing you can do. You can't, other than kill him, if you don't want to get in trouble with the law. You can. And that sucks. You've actually I got several I, options there. Well, I can't stop him and say, hey, that guy owed me money. I'm sorry that you had to see that. Please don't tell anybody. You can. They but, don't always believe you, though. Yeah. Right. Now, like, Fish some of them, talking some about because he hasn't played you. any of the fucking games. Yeah, he like, depending on the character, about. some of them will believe you. You just say it's not what it looks like. They'll believe you and go on with their day. Some of them will be freaked out so much that they'll just keep running. They'll never stop and listen to you. Others, yeah, exactly. you have to hogtie and threaten with a knife, and then you can eventually let them go. And it's like, there's just kind of a range. Like, they all have their different AI, and it's very likely that you could have, you know, run into a few in a row that just are completely losing or, their shit because they saw something even if, scary. Even if they make but, it back, you yeah. just go pay a very small bounty at the local place. It's usually yeah. like 15 bucks or something, and you're fine. So there's like six or seven options. You don't have to shoot him in the fucking head every time. It's probably best to shoot him in the head, though. I don't want to chase him down and be like, hey, hog time and tell him, hey, don't tell anybody this, okay? Please don't tell anybody this. <laughs> it's funny. I, I had like a chain of that happen. pisses you off. Like I got jumped by raiders, had to kill them. Some guy walked by, saw me looting their bodies, and was going to go tell everyone about it. So I hog tied them and picked them up to threaten them. And as I did that, some other guy ran up to me, saw that happening, and was trying to run off and tell the, tell the cops what was going on. So I hogtied uh-huh. him, and I set him down <laughs> next to the first one. I'm like, all right, you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see anything nice here, and I cut him loose and let him go. And <laughs> it's like, the, I just, the, like new I witnesses like pro- kept showing up to this <laughs> like, never-ending spree of crime. <laughs> Soon you have to half the town mm-hmm. decide up outside of town. Yep. <laughs> Listen here, hey, you uh, nobody say anything, please. <laughs> you get the sheriff tied up somehow. Mm-hmm. You say I, nothing to yourself about this crime. <laughs> what, what yeah. I, what, it's funny when Fish talks about this game because I feel like he just expects it to act like other games, and it, it's not going to. Like part of the fun in this game is to see the, all the weird things that happen from your a, your your actions or your accidental actions. Sometimes it's sometimes yeah, it's it's comical when you bump into a guy in your horse and it causes a fucking oh, melee yeah. or something. I but, I got chased um, out of San Denis because something fucked up with the. AI like crowd spawning and I got stuck in the middle of a crowd literally no way to fucking get out and apparently I bumped into them too much and all of a sudden I had a bounty on me for it was like I did that like too. public yeah. harassment or like or you know it was, it was something stupid it was like a ridiculous charge M- molesting because, everyone yeah. yeah it was like just because you know the game was being buggy and spawned so many people around me that I couldn't walk um, and then got chased out of town because of it. But yeah, yeah, it's like there's a bunch of stuff like that where it's like you kind of just have to see how it plays out, and it's it's it is fun that way. But it again, that's a waste of time if you're just trying to accomplish something. So you have to kind of know that going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of all the Rockstar games, I would say this one's a lot more interesting in that regard. Yeah, and, absolutely. And as far as like realism goes. Mm-hmm. 
I like that, but there still is that GTA feel to it where you're just like <laughs> getting into random shit all the time. Like they, they, this game is designed to put you in those weird situations where uh, the out you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to yeah, happen it, when you whenever you walk into a town, which I admire and enjoy. But do like, you? Sometimes I'm do just, you? I don't think you do. I I do, but I don't want to fucking come across like random shit. All the fucking time. Like it's not sometimes all I just, the. T- it's not all the time. In the two hours you played, it seems like maybe it, it feels no, that I've, way. But I put in ten hours into that. Oh game. my ass! You put in ten hours. Good God. Ten hours. Ten hours. Ten hours. Okay. Shooting bunnies, probably. Hmm. Uh, let's see here, Reverend underscore and, and witnesses. Yeah. Fairly <laughs> failing to take women back to the don't, town. Don't tell anybody, Morgan. You tell anybody that you I you saw me killing any bunnies. You should be into the whole lassoing thing. I know you love to tie people up. So, um, Reverend Reverend underscore underscore rock and roll said, "I admire realism in the details, but not to the extent of hindering fun or gameplay. It's a tough line to draw. Eating may have been a pain in San Andreas, but I loved eating till I puked at the clucking bell, and I loved riding the bikes as a fat CJ." Yeah, you know what? Um. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which. At some point, I want to go into one of the general stores with the never-ending supply of canned goods and just see what happens if I eat my way through, you know, like $4,000 worth of baked beans. How fat you can get, yeah. Yeah, just like in one in one go, just to see what happens. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, For a second, was... I thought you meant in real life. It <laughs> should maybe worth trying too. Four thousand dollars worth of beans. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be able to do that, Josh. <laughs> That'd I be mean, great. you're a talented individual, but um, I'm just, I'm curious uh, what would happen. And rectum will not mm-hmm. be very happy with you at some point. I'd like to see that actually. I'd like to see Josh, you know, laying down fetal position, right next to, with his ass pointing towards the campfire, oh, and see would. what happens yeah. with four thousand yeah. cans of after beans about the, to a man's rectum. After about thirteen hundred dollars, it's just me just laying there, just yelling at <laughs> the, the, the 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 stock boy. Put it in the hole with the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so he grabs a, one of those little pillows, mm-hmm. sticks a tube up your ass. With the teeth! With the teeth! God damn it, with the teeth! (laughs) Oh, man. Jutsy85 said, I do like when they add stuff like that to games. If done correctly, it can draw you deeper into the world. Cole Hunley said, put it this way. Let's say you go on a long journey to find someone or something in a game. Once you find them and complete the task, my first thought in my mind is always... Man, I really hope I just warp back to my starting point after the cutscene instead of having to walk back. I only want so much realism until it becomes seriously inconvenient just for the sake of realism. But that's the interesting counterpoint to this whole thing, right? Is inconvenient. Um, we have these sort of laws in our head about how games have sort of uh, conditioned us. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but um, it's interesting mm, how we. Necess- would- not necessarily laws, though. I would say they're more of what we find fun in the games, right? But don't we, I find, can't you find multiple things fun in different ways? Why does that have to be one set way? No. Yeah. You can only find (laughs) one thing fun. (laughs) All right, Shay's right, I'm sorry. (laughs) Everyone, I just like, I feel like everyone's in such a hurry, god damn it, just slow down. Everybody just slow down. Slow down, Fish, you got nothing but time. Nothing but time. You, You have more time than any of us. This should be a dream for you. 
It is. I meant like the game. Yeah, just um, sit yourself down, open up a keg of vape juice, and and work your keg? way through uh, through some a Red keg Dead of vape juice. Yeah. Just want to see that. Just see how many women you can fail to take back to the town. All right. Um, I let's see. Moko Jean said, "I actually love going up to a vending machine in Shenmue and getting a drink and just watching Rio chug it down." I even showed my mom back in. That was the one I was going to bring up. I mowed mm-hmm. lawns back in the day to buy Dreamcast, and Shenmue was the first one that, the first game that tried to, like, you had to, like, do quests on yeah, a time. Like, yeah, like, sim, watch sim basically everything. Like, didn't, if you yeah. didn't show up at the right time, you couldn't do the quests and stuff, which, I mean, that's, that's a cool idea. Um, and I can tell you as someone who played that game when it first came out that it was amazing. It did not, and this is crazy, because if I played it now, I might want to kill myself, but I'm telling you, at the time, Shenmue felt incredible it didn't feel even tedious i'm like i'm working i'm going to work on my forklift and like there's things in that game that people joke about now they're like memes they're jokes but at the time nothing was doing that and it was cool it was really i don't know maybe you have to just sort of be in love with the seeing what video games are trying kind of a thing which you know some people are just like i don't give a shit what a game can accomplish if i don't like it i don't like it and that's what you know can't sway that opinion that's to each their own i guess but I can tell you Shenmue was incredible at the time. Man, that fuck, that was a weird, a weird thing. Uh, did any of you ever play Shenmue? Anybody here play Shenmue besides me? No. I didn't play through it. I played it at friends' houses, but, like, I never, yeah, it's another one of those ones that just didn't have a Dreamcast, so. Yeah, almost nobody did. Um, yeah. I do now, pig- though. Maybe I'll eventually work my way through oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be weird. Pig's Tree Sam said, um, actually, oh, wrong one, sorry. He was just making fun of the fact that I said, so I said, I was using an example of Solid Snake eating a tree frog from Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> and he said, no, it wasn't a tree frog. That was actually Naked Snake that ate the tree frog. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Good on you. Uh, last two. Captain Hawk said, I like him. However, sometimes it's just too much and overdone. Red Dead Redemption 2, a certain level of realism is nice to keep you on your toes from the mundane grind, but in the case of Red Dead, the mechanics are distracting and necessary. Huh. Uh, Hurricane Colt said, I like it for the type of games where you gotta be cautious, like in games like Fallout 3, where you're getting shot in the limb or the head or handicaps you, which is cool. Uh, the enjoyable element, but in games that have a time limit or a meter, like in Far Cry 2, uh, it can get frustrating when you're mm. getting malaria every 40 minutes. Well, that's rough. Malaria every 40 minutes. That's quite a life. Mm. Uh, this is going to be, I can, this game is going to be a frustrating thing at the end of the, I can already tell it's going to be frustrating here. It's going to be frustrating when I listen to other podcasts. It's going to be frustrating every time I see Fish's face. This game is just going to be frustration. This is going I, I, to be more frustrating than No Man's Sky, I feel like. Um... Because no one even talked about No Man's Sky. No one even cared but me. <sighs> All right, let's get to some polls. Let's have a little fun. Let's not fight, guys. No more fighting. All right, so um, we did. You know we did what? Fuck the... you! I don't want to do the polls. <laughs> yeah, fuck the polls this week. Red Dead Redemption Two sucks. I'm going to make a sound clip. It sucks <laughs> so realistically, though. <laughs> so recent. I, one day Fish is going to, like, his mind's going to open up to that game. And you're going to regret this. You are going to, I'm going to put this on you like a voodoo curse. Your don't, whole family going to regret this, boy. It's going to no. stay with you. 
it's just another Rockstar open world uh, game to me. That is, I can't do it. It's a bad can't take. Do it. The only, the only game that I got far in was San Andreas. And you know why? Because you wanted to get to that special sex scene when you were a kid. <laughs> mm, no. If if I remember correctly, you can't actually get that in the regular game. You had to like do some weird modification or something. I'm pretty well, sure. I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah, fish would. But it oh, sounds okay. like you would. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. You're, you'll see one day, fish. You'll see. You're all gonna see all of you. It won't be one day. No. It's gonna be just like take your time. eight and a half months. Just take. Just role play, no, fish. Not even that, Josh. Mm. No, no, no. I'm I mean, done. like. Not not that it'll be in that time. It's going to take you that amount of time once you finally get around to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't you want to be a cowboy? Don't you want to be a cowboy? I already am. I live in Texas. I got my horse out back. I'm about to jump on it as soon as this podcast is over and ride down to the saloon and get me a bath for 25 cents. Hmm. All right. I stand corrected. Um... The most visual. So I started this in polls. I didn't talk about this last week because Shay wasn't here. I didn't want to leave him out. But we had a we had an argument on our last podcast, and I was like, "Well, maybe I'm insane. Maybe I'm crazy. Let's just ask the audience for fun." And it started with a bunch of versus things. It did um, Uncharted versus Horizon, uh, Horizon versus uh, God of War, God of War versus Uncharted. It was a bunch of variety of things, and basically it went like this. Uncharted was obliterated by Horizon. Horizon was obliterated by God of War. God of War was just beating everyone to a pulp. Which is, is fair. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's a yeah. gorgeous game. It really is. Yeah. And then I put God of War up against Red Dead Redemption 2. And when I went to bed the first night, I was worried because it was actually losing. But when I woke up the next day, Red Dead Redemption 2 had reigned victorious 57% to 43% as the most visually impressive console game to date. Voted by you. Not you, That's... Fish. Not you. <laughs> oh, That makes me sad, because Uncharted 4 really was a game where it like, really... I looked at the vistas, and I was just in awe mm. of everything that they put in that yeah, game. Yeah, it, it, it really depends where... how you measure it, really. Because as far as yeah. like what they're able to pull off with what you're seeing, like, just the the scale of how you can look at anything in in Red Dead really is amazing. Like, uh, go up to the north side of the map at some point, up up into the mountains, and you can look out and see the entire map miles and miles and miles away. And it's it's really impressive the way they manage that. Um, and go onto the river and notice that they managed to stop reflections about five degrees short of the edge of the screen on both sides because they're trying to save hardware space. Um, it's, <laughs> Not the it's, Xbox One X, that's for sure. It, I haven't seen it on that. I, it's prob- they probably managed to make it to the edge of the screen, but that's, that's a common technique. There, there's, there's no way they're simming anything that's off screen in that game. Um, so, yeah. Like, it's it's... They they're really able to pull off some incredible yeah. stuff with Uncharted this game. was like a a good a girl that takes a good selfie, but you know when you see in real life from all the angles, you're just like, ugh. You know, Shane knows a lot about this. She got Uncharted, the angles. She got the yeah, angles. Yeah, yeah. Uncharted was gorgeous back in 2016, but they were only showing you one thing. You know, it wasn't like and it's like still the saying, best Josh. looking thing, but it's like oh, it, you can only see it from one spot, and that's fine for what they're accomplishing because like they really. 
I feel like they did the whole cinematic thing all right. Like I don't feel like cinematic is the directions games is the direction games need to keep going in, but I feel like they've done it well. They've done it extremely well. Um, so yeah, can I take that for what it is? And you guys really remember your memories of 2016 so much more fondly than I. I'm just blown away. But I, every time we talk about this, I'm just blown away. I'm flabbergasted, and not in the way that usually gets me off. Mm, nothing really gets you off nothing does it uh, other than pretty instagram pictures of you know you know no double double women. penetration is what gets him off <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's you know his fab going on right now yeah red dead redemption is like more like double penetration maybe triple penetration all angles all sides eh Uncharted. It's a gangbang. Yeah. He wasn't sure about it until he got that second holster. It's an outlaw gang. Get it? Because it's an outlaw gang. It's an outlaw gangbang. Gang. Outlaw gangbang. I should have put that as a poll. Is Red Dead Redemption 2 a gangbang? What are the two characters in Red Dead you would like to have a threesome with? Ooh, that's tough. Sadie and Dutch. <laughs> Bullshit. You know it's Javier and Charles. <laughs> it's the old, the old banker guy. It's the, the I guy pick Jose <laughs> and the dog that randomly wanders. Oh, no! No dog! <laughs> no oh, dog! Geez. The mangy dog I, from St. Denise. Uh, blue tick hound or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna get more than ticks when I'm done with him. Aww. I don't know. Lenny's got the Lenny has the BBC, so which is the sound the dog made. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, I feel like I opened up that floodgate too early. So, uh, you know, whatever. I don't have to. I don't have to fight with you guys about that anymore. People have spoken for me. They know. I, I guess to 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 their larger point, I, I feel like there is value to rendering something from all angles. I think that there's just there is mm-hmm. value in that. Yeah, no, it's, and the it's weather very, and everything, the animation. The way they, the way they yeah, it, it's so. like a sandwich, right? Weather, animation, lighting—it's a big fucking meat sandwich. The big old cock sandwich. <laughs> I was just saying, when I say meat sandwich, you guys light up. Cock meat sandwich. Cock All meat right. is redundant. Fish. Cock <laughs> is meat. Uh, we don't say chicken meat or turkey meat. We say turkey. That's true. True. Yeah. But when, yeah, I don't know. It's still kind of vague when you just say meat. That just says like, oh, just some random vendor off the street corner gave me a meat sandwich. You need to be more specific. They went and killed the that... pigeon out the <laughs> back, <laughs> digging through the garbage. Does that happen to you a lot, fish? Just a random vendor on the side of the road gives you some meat. He's like, I'm selling <laughs> old meat for you. Would you like a Would you like a skewer of meat? And you're like. By golly, I sure would, sir. Whatever meat you got, just give it to me. And you're like, oh, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a soap land. I'm not going to give you the meat in my old pants. But I'll give you whatever I found on the street. I just want to take the sound clip of Shay saying, whatever meat you got, give it to me. And I just want to use that for something. <laughs> I give you permission. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you. Make that his ringtone. <sighs> Whatever meat, whatever meat you got, just give it to me. Uh, but I want Josh to do it in that voice, the the Calvin Klein voice. 
Mm. Nothing? Okay. Uh, be, tw- maybe that'll be the Patreon skit this month. Josh <laughs> and me talking in those voices. The, the Irishman and the German trying yeah. to, trying to, you know, bartering the price of a, of a <laughs> meat sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Patreon people will be the customers. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story 4 trailer dropped, and I asked people if they were, hell yeah, excited about it, or 3 was the perfect end. And the trailer doesn't really show that much, but, um, did you guys watch it? What do you, and thoughts? Do we have thoughts here? No, I haven't watched it. As far as I'm concerned, it's over. Like, I still think the characters are interesting, and, like, they could kind of go on and do side stuff at this point, but I'm... It's squarely in the side stuff category now that, you know, the whole arc with the toys growing up with Andy is over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna watch it regardless because I love Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, me too. To be honest, but at this point, it feels like additional content that wasn't really necessary. I remember um, Assassin's Creed Two when that came out, like. That that story was fucking phenomenal for its time, and then mm-hmm. they released some DLC, and um, I ended up having to buy the game to play the DLC because um, I couldn't find it to rent anywhere back when rental stores were still a thing. Um, and so I bought the game just to play the DLC, and the DLC was like two hours of just fluff, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of feel like what that's what this Toy Story is going to be. But you know mm-hmm. what, I I've never been let down by Pixar, with the exclusion of Cars 2. Oh, so, so bad. We'll see what happens. Because, yeah. I mean, like, Finding Dory, or sorry, yeah, Finding Dory felt like initially it was just going to be, like, a side to Finding Nemo, but it ended up being a phenomenal movie. Same with yeah. Monsters University and mm-hmm. Monsters mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Monsters University is great. Awesome. It is yeah, great. exactly. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that like we grew like we grew up with Andy and now that story's over but in a way now your guys' children are going to get to grow up with these stories yeah. with another character so, yeah and I think we'll that's fine happens. it's just I don't feel like it's for me I, I'm I'm absolutely going to watch it with my kids and they're probably still going to love it but like yeah, I, you'll get I, more I enjoyment out of them you. enjoying mm-hmm. it than you yourself yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. The the new toy looks weird I don't know about that spoon looking hacked together toy thing they're going for i, I have no it. idea what you're talking about in the trailer they they show the new toy i didn't watch po- the trailer i don't watch it because i already know i'm gonna watch it regardless so uh, i don't i don't need to get hype or the announcement is hype enough for me i'll watch it you haven't seen the spoon though there's this weird plastic spoon with like <sighs> it's fine if i want to watch spooning watch i just watch your double penetration None of you watched the trailer? No. Good no, God. A spoon? A plastic spoon? That's the new toy? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Great. Oh. Look, you see that? Look at it on the screen. Yeah. It's, okay. It looks like a kid glued like weird little fuzzy arms on a plastic spoon. And... Which raises a lot of questions about exactly when sentience is endowed yeah. upon these toys. Right, yeah. Like is That's is it is it a lot of questions. Is That's it not until bad question. Both eyes 
and the entire thing is finally finished, that it is conscious of what's going on around it. You're right. When, when does that happen? It. Does it immediately lose consciousness once <laughs> that last piece is removed? It doesn't seem no. like that, since toys can lose parts and have in the series so far. When does, when does that spood yeah. become sentient? Is, is, is child, it only once it's played child with? breathes upon it. It doesn't yeah, seem like it's when the so. child plays with it, because, well, no, I think it could be. Because when you think about it, no. They've gone back it's, and forth on that answer. It's strange, thinking about the canon now, because yeah. Buzz did not become self-aware until he was played with. It was, it was right. not a thing. Yeah. But then in later movies, the toys in the toy store seemed to know what was going on. Yeah. There's not a definite answer to this. I don't like and that. I'm, You're making me like I'm, Toy Story a lot less they're, by they're, the second. They're, <laughs> I'm, I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah. Welcome to my world, John. <laughs> um, and, and at what point will sex toys become alive? It's it's a toy. It's a it's a toy. It's a to, it's a toy, Josh. It's a toy. Anyway, sixty percent of our audience said they are excited for this film. So, uh, this one, uh, fish has destroyed another contender. Skrillex has bit the dust with mm. a dubstep beat. Boom, boom, boom. 76% of the audience said that. Damn, I would buy that album. <laughs> It's pretty good, right? <laughs> they said that fish had better hair than Skrillex, 76 to 24. Wow. Thank you, guys. Disgusting. Who's next, Fish? Who do you want to go what? against next? Pick anybody with outlandish hair. Next mm. weekend, you go. Kanye, Kanye West. <laughs> Put me up against him. Is he doesn't it, even have... What? He, what? he has the most bland hair in all of <laughs> Considering everything else going <laughs> like, on with that guy. Hair? And you pick Kanye West? Uh-huh. What about um what about the weekend with the pineapple haircut? Um sure. You seem a little scared. You seem a little intimidated. Uh-oh. Yeah, that that matchup seems like <laughs> that, it's got him a that, little shaken. That hair. Oh no! <laughs> he, does. He, he does. You see how I gave him a choice to go against somebody, and he picked the easiest. He picked a guy with basically no hair, and said that mm. that's what I want to go against. God, mm. uh, you know, you pick off the weak. You're like a vulture, a big dick vulture. <laughs> I, I need to go undefeated. I need to build mm. up, you know, my my repertoire. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, get knocked out. And yeah, yeah, he's got to work up that self confidence again. again to... You know, it's, get himself back like, in the saddle and finally start, you know, looking at suede couches again. <laughs> it's it, to his point, though, Josh and, and Shay, he's right, though. Even in like um, like Alabama and like college sports, they schedule these cupcake teams in the middle of their big games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Fish is on to something. There's something to scheduling uh, an easy victory. Hmm. But maybe that's too easy. Just right when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll find somebody unless you want to. I, so just send me a nice picture of your hair. It's going to start getting real heated. Maybe even video game people, <laughs> people in the gaming, like, yeah. um, who has crazy hair in games? Uh, cloud. cloud. Like, like <laughs> oh, he's yeah, that's the a good example one. of crazy oh, hair man. in games. So, Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> but yeah. I, 
I'll pick a blocky picture of Cloud. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the world map version of Cloud. <laughs> yeah. Just to give Fish a chance. Uh, so, obviously this was uh, something I would put in there, but I asked our audience if they think that we're in the golden age of fishing video games. And I was surprised that it came back 70%. Yes! They said, fuck yeah! yeah instead of fuck fishing! Um, <laughs> That's Red a hard Dead one 2. to answer, because I don't feel like there are as many pure fishing games anymore, but I feel like fishing in other games has gotten like, yeah, yeah. incomparably better than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, the fishing in Red Dead is, like, better than any fishing game I've ever played, and it's just part of the world. So, Which I mm-hmm. kind of like, because I don't know if I'd want to just fish all the time. I like yeah. fishing a little, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just the right amount. Yeah. I can only handle so much fish Yeah, before I get... Yeah. Know. Yeah, that's kind of his curse. It's true. Only so much fish. Only so much, but I would, I, you know, as good. A uh, Far Cry Five, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and Red Dead Two have the best fishing mini games, and those have all been in the past um, mm-hmm. two years, including the Monsters of the Deep. And there's probably some that I'm missing. So, uh, sorry, that was me. Hold it. <laughs> I, I was, I was making a point, and I was holding on my vape rig, and it made that mm-hmm. sound. See, <laughs> so. It's all your fault, fish. You got me vaping. Um, but anyways, it's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm glad I played this before Far Cry because Far Cry 5 had really cool fishing. But, like, compared to Red Dead, it's, like, worlds apart. Like, <laughs> you can throw a fish mm-hmm. back in the water in Red Dead and watch it swim back to where it was living and it will just exist. I, I was telling Josh, I fished at this one part in the story where you're helping this guy. Um, Josh, did you do the mission, that side mission with the guy with the little boats that shoot the little missiles at the other? little boats he's like an inventor guy no not yet i haven't done that one yet anyways you do this weird stuff on this little pond and Mm -hmm. i fished in the pond afterwards and i caught poisoned fish which is weird like they had actually said so the depth is just insane and for nerds like me that love fishing it's been heaven so thank you audience for agreeing and being a hater um this is a great final poll to end the show with because it's kind of controversial but interesting uh, by the way, it's been it's been an amazing show. If you enjoy the craziness that we have here, patreon.com slash swordchomp. We have a special VIP tier. It's only five bucks. I upload very rare special videos of us podcasting live and in person, inside jokes, clips that we make. It's like a little tight-knit community. Our donators, our VIP patrons, they are like uh, they're like our best friends and they mean the world to us and they have um they're trying to help us pay off some of our legal debts and kind of get this whole ball rolling. So if you if you enjoy yeah. the show and you want to donate, we'd love it. We're we're really trying to pay off Morgan's bounty in Great Falls. It's uh... <laughs> my, my bounty. Yeah, my bounty here. Yeah, you don't you don't even want to know what I all, wrecked. All, all, all those sto- mm-hmm. stop signs he's running. What stop signs? He's in Great Falls. I don't have fucking stop signs there. <laughs> all all those yield signs. It's just fishing without a license. That's that's what I'm doing down here. Just fishing mm. without a license, you know. They're getting me. <laughs> I'm a real rebel. Um. Anyways, uh, and, and I'm, I'm trying this new thing where I want to end the show on just like a really exciting topic and then cut it through. So we're gonna talk about Fallout in a second here. But um, Shay is a great podcast where he interviews developers called Evoking the Sublime. You should download it. Check it out. I have a podcast where I interview composers called In the Blood. You should download and check it out. We had these on our Instagram page as well in the, the save stories. Um, and so those are vital. In the blood, 
evoking the sublime. You don't want to miss those shows. Even if we're on a little bit of a sabbatical for the holidays, we're going to keep uploading uh, to those as as much as we can. So, um, and I already mentioned the Patreon page. And again, every week we're going to be churning out great shows and game of the year is sneaking up on us. Um, But a great way to end the show. Boom. The final poll was worded like this. With all the money Bethesda makes out there, there is no reason that Fallout 76 should look this ugly. 75% of the audience agreed that... It, no, not even saying the game's bad, or I haven't played it yet myself, but just why does the game not look better considering how big Bethesda is and how big Fallout is. Now, I don't know if you guys have played it or seen screenshots or videos. Does anybody have a a controversial take on this or or anything at all? Not really. I mean, I've seen some video on it. It it looks like a slightly less polished version of Fallout 4, which is disheartening. Mm, Yeah. Well, then again... I don't feel like there's been a great-looking Fallout game yet, so why start with the multiplayer outing? Um, yeah, well, they've always been great gray. in other ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they they've been great games, but they haven't really been like visual. They've always yeah, made up for like, the visuals I've in other really ways. In, yeah, I meant to bring this up earlier when we we're talking about New Vegas, but like. I only ever remember little areas where they're finally able to put on distinguishing touches about, you know, what you're looking at. Um, like, just this, the strip in New Vegas just stands out compared to... I don't know. I, I think there's another... I think there's other stuff on the map. I But, and you know... Um, yeah. I'm not particularly surprised. So... It's odd, though, right? Like, why? I mean, it doesn't have to look great to be a good game, but why? Why not? I wonder. I think it's the setting. I really do. I think it's the setting. I think there's no way to polish up just, you know, this post-apocalyptic landscape to make it look much different. I mean, not much different. I mean, we still have very different examples of, like, Borderlands and stuff, but or as much as they as much rage as they sell shade it and stuff, like it's still kind of brown, kind of gray. Um, did it? Everyone talked no, about no, it, but it was still no, really yeah, boring rage, to look at. I would say rage was considered a visual testament, or <laughs> the testament. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. A visual achievement at the time. The first rage. Everyone talked about it, but it was still really boring to look at. Like it may have been high poly, but it was still painfully boring. Yeah, I, yeah and I, it's the same with Fallout 4. Like, it took a drastically uh, graphical leap from New Vegas 4, but it's still, like, there's still muddiness to it, and it's still wasteland. So, same with Rage. I think I'm going to vote, because I, I want to play it uh, when I'm done with Red Dead, but I haven't decided yet. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull the audience and be like, it's going to be like this against Pokemon or this against Assassin's Creed. And I just want to, I want people to vote on what they want me to buy. Cause I'm only going to buy one. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm leaning away from Pokemon, even though it's blown up right now on the Instagram, because it's basically a spinoff and a rehash. Um, so like for us, like there's not a lot there to get excited about. Right. Um, but a lot of people seem to be going on and on about, and that's no, I'm a biggest, I'm the biggest Pokemon fan. You'll know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just not not a lot in this package that looks intriguing to me. Uh, unless my kid's gonna play it. But Assassin's Creed, people talk about a lot. Hitman, like you were just saying, Josh, and yeah. uh, Fallout seventy four. I gotta pick one of them along with the other games you guys want me to play. I know Fallout Shay wants. Yeah, sorry, Fallout 76. And Spyro. You forgot Spyro. I don't care about Spyro. I love Spyro, but I'm not going to spend money on it. Are you, are you kidding uh, me? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, no, I think it's okay. I would love to play Spyro, but I'm not going to go spend $40 on the damn thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you want to give yeah, me the I game? Do. Sure, I'll play it, but I'm not going to spend money on it. Um, and everything I buy, Fish can leech off of my Xbox account, so that's always good. <sighs> Gotta download it. No physical copies, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I would like to see... I mean, but if Shay is leaning toward... I don't know. Shay is the big Fallout guy here, and I don't know how he feels about Fallout 76 as far as playing it, purchasing it. I have it, almost as... no desire to play it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my only desire is if you guys decide to play it is, is where I'm at. Like, there's no way in hell I'm playing it by myself. I'm going to talk to one of my friends um, who said he was going to buy it, and I'm going to pick his brain a little bit on it. And if he, if he can sell me on it, then I'll consider buying it, and then maybe we can all play it. But the only problem is uh, Fish and Morgan are going to want to play it on Xbox, and uh, I'm going to want to play it on PlayStation. Hmm. I, I could play it on... I could play it on PlayStation. It's just, yeah, it's more convenient for me to play in my studio. But I could do it. It's possible. I could play it on PlayStation. But then we'd be leaving fish out, but fish doesn't care about anything yeah, anyway. You really so. shouldn't leave fish out. <laughs> Remember that time that we got real drunk and oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm curious. I, I'm really I'm. <laughs> I was way. I didn't mean for it to be that vague. I just, I just decided the joke wasn't worth it. Um, I think it's interesting to see this sort of reaction to the game. There are a lot of Fallout zealots. Uh, one of our good friends, Zachary, was on the show last week, and he messaged me, and he's like, I don't know what to do. I got back into Red Dead, and I'm actually really liking it now, but Fallout comes out today. And I was like, well, because I just told him last time he was on the podcast, I was like, just do a couple more missions. I know you're going to give up on it. That's fine. But I want him to see, like, the Lenny mission where you get drunk with Lenny and a couple other silly things. Mm-hmm. And then he told me that he was actually starting to really like it, um, which is usually what Red Dead does. It has to sort of beat you into submission. But um, it's... He went and bought Fallout uh, 76, so I might talk to him as well and see if he's digging it, because he's, he's a big Fallout guy, too, and mm-hmm. I'd like to think he's going to be objective. So, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, audience said they agreed. Bethesda, we deserve better. We deserve better. All right? <laughs> Spend all the money in your damn conference. Come on. Come Impossible. on. And don't and we're not gonna talk about this week, but don't even get me started on Sony canceling on E3. That's a teaser for next week's show. Put that in a poll. Um, Sony bailed out of E3, but no, don't. Let's not do it. Uh, we got to keep this uh, show short. It's been fun, guys. Is there anything that you really want to mention briefly on on the exit here? We good? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, weird timing, so we're gonna get out of here. Thanks for checking out the show, and we will see you next week. Catch you on the flippity block. Thank you, Mother.